Welcome, everybody, to Soccer 101, the first Soccer 101 of 2023. We are back. My name is Taylor Rockwell. I am joined by Mr. Graham Ruthven. Hi, Graham. Hello. Uh, Graham was the only one of the other uh, co-hosts who wanted to talk Soccer 101 with me, who wanted to talk new manager bounce, because, Graham, I think you know the importance of bringing in the new manager and the, uh, the bounce that it can have on the club. Yeah, so this one-on-one topic was suggested in the Discord maybe about a couple of weeks back. So uh, thank you for that. And for anyone who wants to join the Discord, there are hundreds of uh, American so- like-minded American soccer fans in there, people who just want to chat soccer and even other sports. And there's loads of different threads and channels in there. You can join through the TSS Plus Patreon. We very much appreciate everyone who has already. So yeah, this topic was suggested in the Discord. And I think it's a good one because Me too. it's a term that is used quite a lot and some fans might not know what that is. And even if you do know what it is, it might not be clear whether it's a real thing or not. And in my research... For this, my st- that was my starting point. Obviously, I have heard what uh, I know what a new manager bounce is. I know the concept, but I wasn't sure if it was a myth or a real thing. And that is something that we will uh, drill down into. That we will. But let's first start with what it actually is, because I even messaged a few friends of mine who uh, who played professionally. And when I asked them about it, they responded, "What." A bounce? What are you talking about? Like the ball bounces? Uh, So for those who are unaware or less aware, uh, the new manager bounce is basically uh, after a prolonged period of poor results, a new manager takes charge. There's an immediate lift in performance. Uh, Oftentimes you'll see a couple wins or or like a a win and a draw or just something like that. You'll see sort of unimproved performance when you have a new manager come in such that it becomes almost, to my mind, Graham, a thing that people expect. Like I saw after Jesse Marsh got sacked by Leeds, uh, Man United fans, myself included, feeling like, oh, here we go, the new manager bounce now, and a derby on top of that, it's going to be a problem. So I think it's a thing that a lot of uh, supporters tend to believe is a real thing. Yeah, and sometimes you might get clubs making an appointment purely for the new manager bounce, or or maybe more accurately, they will time their appointment to get the most of a new manager bounce. So you'll see this when people mention, if there's a manager under pressure, they will mention the fixture list and, and the timing of making a change. So the logic there being, you don't want to drop a new manager into a tough run of fixtures straight away, you want to give them a good chance of achieving that bounce with maybe better, more favourable fixtures. So you might get a club keeping on a manager for a couple of difficult fixtures. Say you have a couple of games against two teams near the top of the table. Maybe they keep the the manager on, the current manager on. They kind of swallow the, 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 the two bad results and then they will make the change after that so that they do get that new manager, new manager bounce. Um, so yeah, the, the, the yeah. timing of a change can sometimes be a factor in, in getting that bounce. If you are a club flirting with the relegation zone, and let's say this season your next games are like at Arsenal, home to Man City, and then home to Everton, you might be inclined to give the existing manager maybe that Arsenal game, maybe that Man City game, and then you bring in the new manager for the Everton one and hope that things turn around and you get that positive jump. Um, Graham, if we like are going to put the is it real conversation on hold for a moment to talk about why it could be real, why it might be a thing, uh, I've got a few theories. Do you have any that jump out right away as to why we might see that bounce? So I've got three bases that I will, I will quickly hit upon. So at, at the core of the concept of the new manager bounce, I think is this, this idea that players are trying to make a good impression on the new manager. So I would maybe 
call that one motivation. Uh, that's one base. So the established names have to establish themselves again. And then the fringe players have a fresh opportunity to make the team. So the idea that, is that everyone's pulled their socks up. There's a new, there's a new boss to impress. The second best would be, maybe this is a more tangible reason, uh, but it could be the implementation of a new shape or system or approach that makes better use of the players within a squad. So Sean Dyche is maybe a good recent example of this, although I don't know if we can judge if there's been a new manager bounce after just two games. But if you look at Everton's win over Arsenal in his first game, um, that is a, that's a good example of a team that now seems to have more suitable tactics and a, and a more suitable approach for the, the, the players that were already at the club. And in the third base that I would hit is environment. And this is maybe yeah. another intangible thing. The appointment of a new manager can kind of rid a dressing room of any negative energy. I would assume that's why Southampton saw Jesse Marsh as, as, as a candidate. I am not sure what's going on with him going to Southampton. At the moment, it seemed to be a done deal, and then reports today seem to suggest that talks have broken down over the contract length. But the reason he was a candidate in the first first place, I have to assume, is due to his positive energy. And you had Nathan Jones at Southampton turning the, 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 the atmosphere very toxic there. And it's not just about the dressing room either. It's about the club as a whole, including the fans. And I think Everton, to use them as an example again, demonstrates this when things are going badly you you end up with a team with loads of baggage with the 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 fans and it's difficult to get rid of that that baggage a really effective way of doing that though is to appoint a new manager because it almost feels like a new team a fresh start and I think you look at how Goodison Park was such a, a toxic place towards the end of Lampard's time and I know there's still protests against Mashiri and the club's leadership and more power to the fans for that but compare the atmosphere at Goodison t- towards the end of Lampard's time to how it was for that game against Arsenal where it was bouncing and it felt like the team had real support behind them and that can be a benefit of a new manager bounce as well as the environment and how it kind of cleanses things a little bit. I think you are correct to spotlight the new shape, the new system, the new approach, and as well as the motivation for players that are in the squad, for players that are on the fringes. If you have big names that have sort of been left to train on their own because they had a falling out with the manager, new opportunity for them to come back in. But Graham, I'm with you that environment, even if it's an intangible one, I think is one of the biggest ones. Because even, say, Claudio Ranieri, when he wins the title with Leicester, uh, then things kind of go off the rails. And he is a beloved coach at Leicester. He's a beloved figure at Leicester. But there's still the feeling of just this isn't a right fit anymore. He's not getting the best out of the team. And by all accounts, the players very sad to see him go, but also sort of a hurry up and wait feeling I think had overtaken that it was this isn't working. It does feel like things need to change. We're waiting to see what they're going to do. We're waiting to see what they're going to do. And in that sort of stagnation, results will stagnate or or get worse. And so I think even when you have a manager who is liked by the team, if results aren't going way the right way and the atmosphere is turning negative – I do think that decision will be made, and I think it then kind of gives that breath of fresh air. Yeah. And to your point about Goodison Park especially, I think the impact it can have on the crowd and the atmosphere in a game is so relevant. Because if you stick, – stick with Everton. If they hit the post under Frank Lampard uh, and, and it just is like, oh, we're never going to score. It's never going to happen. That's representative of us under Lampard in a nutshell. Like we can't even get the ball on frame. We only hit the post. Whereas Sean Dyche comes in, you're like – maybe you counterpress. You win the ball back. You get a shot off in the first 10 minutes and hit it's the post instead of being like, oh, we're never going to score. It's I feel like there's going to be more of a we can do it. Come on, lads, like keep fighting, keep going. And just that difference in energy when you've got tens of thousands of people now pulling in the same direction and being up for it and you can get 
like you can feed off that energy a little bit, I do think it can have that big of an impact on, on the game as well. And that's what I'm talking about with baggage. That's that's yeah. how I would I would describe that. And I've been in that, in that situation as a Sterling Albion fan where things are going against you, and you know maybe this is uh, I shouldn't be particularly uh, proud to say this, but you you get on the back of players, you know, a little bit of, of criticism there, and then a manager comes in and as you say, like the the dynamic shifts entirely. All of a sudden, it feels like you're behind those players that that were struggling. I would call it a footballing turn it off and on again. So imagine you know you're on. <laughs> yeah. You're on your computer, you've got a yes. hundred tabs open, there's an Adobe pop-up. You just want to scrub the whole thing and start the, the, the laptop up again. That's what appointing a new manager is. It's, it's, we're sending you a new power cord. Unplug Frank Lampard and then plug in Sean Dyche and see if that makes any difference. <laughs> yeah, Graham, Graham, that is well said. Um, some recent examples uh, I would point to would be, uh, there's a good Goal.com article about this one that I pulled a few of these from. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer winning uh, five of his first five games for Manchester United after taking over for Jose Mourinho. I think anytime you're taking over for Mourinho and like you're especially when things turn toxic, you're going to have that sort of breath of fresh air. Uh, the club legend coming back. I think all those things uh, helped get him get some of those results. But then you have Jose Mourinho when he takes over for Mauricio Pochettino. He wins four of his first five. And Thomas Tuchel would be another big one uh, when he takes over from Frank Lampard at Chelsea. 14 matches unbeaten. That is the longest run under a new manager in Chelsea history. So a few uh, pretty big examples of that potential bounce right there. Graham, did you have any other examples that jumped out? I do have some other examples, but I just want to do a quick beat on Solskjaer because for me, he is the ultimate new manager bounce because at least with Thomas Tuchel, you know, he's the guy that Chelsea wanted right from the start. Whereas with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the plan was they they appointed him purely as a walking, talking new manager bounce. As you say, (laughs) Jose Mourinho turned that atmosphere toxic. They basically looked around and said, who is the guy who can most effectively completely rid the dressing room of that of that atmosphere? And it was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And then obviously it takes on a new dynamic when he's so successful when he first comes in that my United had, you know, they had no choice but to give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that job permanently. I have mixed thoughts on how that tenure went for Solskjaer over three yeah. seasons. I don't think he was a, a disaster as many people like to paint him as. The last season was a bit of a calamity. But he probably shouldn't have been given that job permanently. I mean, the plan was Pochettino in the summer. It was going to be Solskjaer and then Pochettino and then that maybe changes the direction of, of Manchester United in, in, entirely for the last few years. Um, another recent example, uh, Eddie Howe. I think mm. what he has, he's slightly different because, you know, the thing the thing with Eddie Howe is the term new manager and bounce implies something artificial and that a, a return to the mean is coming at some point. But with Newcastle, I'm not sure that is the case. But, but nonetheless, when Howe took over, they were in the bottom three. A lot of people, maybe including myself, thought they were going to get relegated. Uh, but then Newcastle went on this incredible run where they won 12 of their final 18 fixtures last season. They finished 11th in the Premier League table, so well away from relegation. And they've carried that form into this season with Newcastle sitting in the top four. And obviously with their resources, I expect Newcastle will be up there for seasons to come. That's where it gets a little bit difficult because I'm not sure there's going to be a, rev- a, 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 a they're not going to revert back to the mean. And I don't know whether that does constitute a new manager bounce. But there has been quite a remarkable turnaround in a very short space of time for Newcastle. So I guess you could call it a new, ban- new manager bounce. I think this pushes us into the next point of conversation would be, is this a real thing? Is this like more of a construction? Is this more of a thing that we choose to see? And when things don't go 
Like with that narrative, we ignore them. Uh, and I don't think that's the case. I think that's kind of an unpopular opinion when you look at like the actual scholarly articles written about this, because my two answers to is it real would be depends on who you ask. And then no, but also yes are my two answers, <laughs> which is real clear and real, uh, not at all complex at all. Uh, but Gr- Graham, I, I think starting off, where are you on the kind of validity of the new manager bouts? So the Premier League actually produced a useful article uh, two years ago in 2021, or one and a half years ago, uh, and it looked at whether the new manager bounce is a real thing or a myth, and they looked at the last 26 managerial appointments in in the Premier League at that time. So this is a a frame in time that we've now moved past, but I have to believe that a lot of the the stats remain the same. Um, So they looked at 26 managerial appointments and they compared the first five matches of the new manager to the the points per game before their appointment. And in 20 of the 26 cases, there was an improvement in terms of points per game. And that was quite remarkable to me. That That definitely feeds into the idea of a new manager bounce being a real thing. And of course, there were some shades of grey in that some managers only made a slight improvement. Um, but there were some others, like Mourinho at Tottenham. You mentioned mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, Carlos Cal- Carvajal at Swansea. The, the Swansea's points per game before his appointment was zero point seven, and by the time he left, it was or by the end of the season, it was it was two. And I think mm-hmm. Swansea actually still got relegated that season. But that that is a that is a notable difference. And of those twenty six managers, to look at the flip side, only five actually had a worse points per game ratio than their predecessor in terms of their first five games in in charge. Interestingly enough, Mikel Arteta was one of those five managers who is now obviously <laughs> the manager of the the team that is top of the Premier League. So yeah, th- those those sort of numbers they they hold true over most leagues that I could find. So I did some of my own research as well, and I went back through the last. 10 appointments in La Liga and I found similar there as well so seven improvements and three very slight regressions in the Bundesliga it was a little bit closer it was six improvements two regressions and two that were exactly the same so the new manager bounce at least going on points per game and obviously we're only we're taking a very small snapshot of just five games after a, a managerial appointment but if that's what we're looking at that's what the new manager bounce refers yeah. to as an immediate reaction to an appointment it is very much a real thing, and and in that sense, I guess that may, that maybe justifies the number of sackings and hiring in modern football. Everyone is just looking for a new manager bounce. There are clubs out there that are just going from one bounce to, to the next, and that's basically how they're making appointments. I think Watford was trying that approach for a good long while. Uh, some other Premier League clubs as well. Uh, the book Soccernomics uh, by S- uh, Simon Cooper and uh, Stefan Shemansky. I probably butchered that pronunciation, uh, but they found. Something similar but explained it differently. There was a different underlying explanation, which is basically that on average, clubs get about 1.3 points per match. That's like the rough average. But that clubs typically sack their manager when they are performing at a low point, uh, which means they're usually averaging only one point per match. Uh, So then the idea would be that basically you bring in somebody new, and if they return you to that 1.3, they're just returning to the – it's what? Regression to the mean? Uh, But – it doesn't necessarily mean that they're improving. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's a bounce. It just means that you are going back to the usual average. The thing that confuses me there, and this is where I'm not a statistician, obviously, as I'm struggling to even quote some of these numbers, is basically just that, but if you're improving from 1 to 1.3, 
that is improvement. And yes, it's returning to the norm. Uh, but but in my mind, it does mean that there is a response that you do get results uh, sort of uh, coming back up. You get a few positive results pretty quickly. As you said, Graham, I saw those same numbers about 20 and 26. And so I, I think, though, it might just be, no, you're returning to the average. I think making that change is still the thing that pushes those teams back to where they should be. So in that way, I do think making the change gives you that little bit yeah. of bounce, that little bit of improvement. And and again, I am I am not a statistician either. Can barely say that word. Um, but the thing that kind of bends my mind a little bit is if it's one point, if that's the the mean one point three per match, and we obviously know that in modern soccer there are managerial changes all the time. Mm-hmm. So within that one point three are a whole load of new manager bounces being yeah. accounted for. Um, so if <laughs> you were to remove the new manager bounce from the mean, would it be lower than 1.3? In yeah. which case, you would then that then justifies the new man, making the, a, man, a, new, a new managerial appointment to get the bounce, if that makes any sense at all. It does. It absolutely does. I think that's really smart, Greb. So that, that's an interesting wrinkle there. I also saw a lot of people like uh, using the coin flip analogy, and it's basically, if I'm a manager... Uh, and in this analogy, if I'm if I call tails five times in a row and it comes up heads five times in a row, I'm very, very unlucky. If Graham then comes in and calls tails and gets it right the first three times, it's not as though Graham is necessarily a better coin flip caller. It's that the coin went a different way. And I understand the idea there. But to me, that implies that manage- management is just luck and not everything else that goes into it. There's certainly a strong element of luck. If uh, To go back to the uh, uh, my earlier point, if your team just keeps hitting the post over and over again and then Graham comes in and suddenly they're putting it in the back of the net, yeah, I was unlucky that my squad wasn't putting it in the goal, but there are also, in my mind, reasons for that. And maybe you weren't practicing finishing enough or maybe you didn't back your, your goal scorers enough or give them that extra push or bring somebody back in who could score. You had them practicing with the reserves. I just think there are lots of, of of little variables that I think add up to yeah. that there is, to me, uh, you're going to see a response. You're just going to see that that little bit more effort, that little bit more dedication, that little bit more belief when a new person comes in. It's interesting that you mentioned the concept of, of management just being luck because yeah. in my research for this, I've also veered into theories that uh, – a number of people who I respect. There's a Canadian soccer writer, Richard Whittle. That's who I was quoting. Yeah, I love Richard. Is that what you read? I used to work with him as well. Yeah, I I love Richard. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I I get on really well with with Richard, but he he has this kind of theory that, and I've seen him write about this before, but he's got this theory that basically management doesn't matter. And me, as a a Luddite, so Richard is very much a statistician. Mm. That's kind of like how he views uh, soccer. Me, as a Luddite, I I just struggle to get my head around that. I, I just can't look at... Let's take an example from this season, the progress that Manchester United have made under Ten Hag. I just can't eliminate the human influence from that success, um, which I'm not sure if that's what Richard is trying to argue. But that, that whole concept of management just being, uh, you know, kind of down to luck and percentages bends, bends my mind a little bit to yeah. use that term again. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I will say, I think where, as I said, I'm sort of a believer in the in the new manager bounce, but I think there is like the other side to it, which is that 
a bounce, as you said, is sort of it implies a temporary nature to things. And I think that is true. The the Solshire example being a prime one that I think you can get that sort of he is a what the living personification of a new manager bounce is what they were going yeah. for. And that's what they got. But I think if you need triage, if you need emergency surgery, you can stop the bleeding. That doesn't necessarily mean you fix the underlying issues. And I think so often you might get that bounce. But then there is the like regression to the other mean of like if you have other problems inherent in the club, that new manager bounce, unless you just keep sacking them and bringing somebody else in, I think that creates its own level of chaos. I do think it's telling that like all three of the examples I gave of positive new manager bounces, Solskjaer, Mourinho, and Tuchel, have all been fired by their respective clubs since that point. So it is strange that you you don't necessarily see that play out long term but i think in the short term changing things up uh will bring about positive results in those first five or so games yeah absolutely agree with that all right so there we are so we it sounds like we both believe in a new manager bounce with certain qualifications and limitations in place and also with the idea that managers being a manager isn't just about luck but it's also important to have a little bit of luck if you want to keep that gig long term yeah, it's like life, essentially. Yeah. Luck is the reason we're all here, I guess. <laughs> well, well said, Graham. I was about to make, uh, to, to take us down a different path that we don't need to go into. So I'll just say, Graham Ruffin, <laughs> thank you so much for helping me answer the question of what is a new manager bounce and is it a real thing? Thank you, Taylor Rockwell. Listeners, thanks so much for listening. We will have more Soccer 101 in the feed in the near future. But for now, thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. 